In the following live session recording, Maria Brannon, conference leader, speaker, and kids ministry specialist, will talk about 66 Bible skill ideas. You can help kids develop Bible skills and a love for God's Word. And this session talks about some of the fun and creative ideas the listener can use in kids' ministry. Let's join Maria now. All right, so we're going to do a little activity today. I um, wanted to let you know um, that is a set of Old Testament cards that was on your seat. Um, that is your little giveaway. You take those home and cut them out, laminate them, and so forth. Um, there's also a New Testament set that we're giving away on my blog this month. So if you wanted a New Testament set, so forth, um, you can grab one of my cards or uh, we'll show you my email address before we end. But just wanted to kind of let you go home with something you can use this week for some Bible skill games for your kids. So we're going to start, and yes, you're going to get some of that good smelling popcorn in a little while. That's going to be one of our Bible skill ideas. Um, so we're, we're not going to have time to play all these ideas, but did want to, to share these ideas with you. Let me encourage you, no matter when you teach kids at church, uh, if you teach them on Sunday morning in Sunday school, if you're teaching them during discipleship, if you're teaching them during missions time, so Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, if we're parents and grandparents, um, I don't think we can do enough to develop a love for God's Word with our kids. So these are some great, fun ways that we can just use in general with kids in our life. So the first ones that I want to start with are four uh, skills or tips for locating books of the Bible. So if our kids are in our VBS class, if they're in our Sunday school class, Sometimes our kids just really don't even know how to use survival. They may know how to turn to the table of contents, but they don't know how to locate those books of the Bible. And um, I had a BBS teacher come to me at our church one year, and she says, Maria, I just had to stop class, she said, because our church kids did not know how to look up a verse in the Bible. And we just had to have a Bible skill lesson right there in class about book and chapter and verse. She said, these are not the visitors. These are our church kids. And so I think it's very important for us not to assume that our kids know how to do this and know how to locate books in the Bible. One of my, my fun tips is, number one, if our kids open to the middle of the Bible, it is <coughs> Psalms. So if I were to go over here and take one of Susan's um, Bibles over here, if I open to the middle right here, I'm probably going to land in Psalms or Proverbs. I open right at the beginning. But here's Psalms right here. So helping our kids know, you know, that, that's directly in the middle. So if they're looking for, for a verse in Psalms, Proverbs, right there in the middle. But then what some of our, our kids and even adults in our churches don't know is that if you open to the beginning of Matthew right here, that's the, all the New Testament is a fourth of the Bible, numbers of pages. So helping our kids just realize, okay, if they call out, if our pastor calls out a passage in the New Testament, our Sunday school teacher does, I don't need to be opening over here near, you know, near Genesis or Exodus. I just need to go ahead and turn to the last fourth of the Bible. But then the cool thing also is if they turn to the first fourth of the Bible, they're going to get close to 1 Samuel right here. So page-wise, Genesis through 1 Samuel is about a fourth of the Bible. And then, of course, if they are looking up the last several books, the general letters, things through Revelation and so forth, so, you know, look, look how few pages with Revelation, Jude, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, back up a little further, 1st and 2nd Peter, and so forth. 
you know, just these last pages, they'd be better off just to flip to the end there, Revelation, and then to go back toward the front of the Bible to find those. So those are just a few little tips when you're teaching kids at church for them to know and be aware of um, as they're looking at passages in the Bible. Then I am always on the lookout for new ideas for us to have fun teaching our kids books of the Bible. Um, so these, we're going to share 23 of our ideas. We're going to be focused on our kids learning the names of the books of the Bible. Okay, so number six, number five and six, um, use closed pens. And this is just a pan from the Dollar Tree um, that you can go or Walmart um, because it looks a lot better than mine one sitting around the house, you know, my piece of pan. And what we've done is just divided it up by division. So the gospel, the book of history, Paul's letters, the general letters, you know, our book of prophecy, and close pens. What a, you know, we're not using what they originally intended for, but, but you know, just be a kids minister and go in and buy a ton of close pens and see the look that you get from some Walmart or Dollar General. But uh, anyway, written... Um, the books of the Bible on closed pens. So these are all the books of the New Testament. Then the kids can go and put them in order by division. Um, makes it real easy for them. I would suggest your um, extra fine tip Sharpie works better for writing those. And then, of course, we did the books of the Old Testament, the Minor Prophets, right here. So a few more pens. But if you don't have a piece of pans, if you just got a big plastic bowl sitting around, you don't necessarily have to do it by division, but you can put all the clothes pins in the bowl, and the kids can just clip them in order around the outside of the bowl. You know? So there are lots of different ways. We've even had some on a plastic coat hanger class. So anywhere you can attach plastic, the clothes pins, you could do that. Number seven is one that um, I did it for, for Easter time. I scrapbook, and I had scraps of paper around the house and an Easter die cut, and it was cheap because it was just paper scraps around the house, and I got two of those buckets like from the Dollar Tree for boy-type Easter baskets, and we just made one Old Testament, one New Testament, and had those, and they could sort them Old and New Testament. This is really great as our kids are learning to read and our first and second graders just getting familiar. Is it an Old Testament book? Is it a New Testament book? Just sorting and knowing that because that also helps them learn them and be able to look them up by, you know, look up those passages. Now, this is uh, just a couple of gift bags. Same type of game, but just a couple of gift bags and some Old and New, New Testament cards there. All right, now here comes our popcorn. Two of the areas um, are, are sections of books in the Bible that most of our kids struggle with the most is learning our 12 minor prophets in order and learning the 12 of Paul's letters in order. So one thing that we do with our kids at church is go eat popcorn um, to stand for Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. Go eat popcorn. So, that, so we serve popcorn um, at our church those nights. So if you know, so our wonderful conference assistant over here, host, has popped some popcorn. And if you can help me say Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, she's going to bring you a popcorn snack. So can y'all say that with me? Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. Okay, so she is going to be passing out your popcorn. But then, in the South especially, we enjoy our sweet tea. So this helps our kids remember the next... Um, series of books of Paul's letters. You know, you've got your two really supersized first and second Thessalonians, your first and second Thessalonians for your first group of sweet tea, then your medium-sized sweet tea, first and second Timothy, and then 
your small sweet tea, which is Titus. And so that's all in order. So we'll on one Wednesday night work on Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st, 2nd Thessalonians, 1st, 2nd Timothy, and Titus. And we'll serve popcorn and sweet tea. And, you know, the kids remember then the order of those books of the Bible. So if y'all can say um, this section of Paul's letters with me, you'll go over Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and then 1st, 2nd Thessalonians, 1st, 2nd Timothy, and Titus. She's going to also bring y'all some sweet tea. So if you'll say it with me. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. 1st Thessalonians, 2nd Thessalonians, 1st Timothy, 2nd Timothy, and Titus. So see, that's the majority of Paul's letters. Now on the front end, we have Romans and 1st and 2nd Corinthians, and then we go in. But most of most people will remember, okay, after the four Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, then Acts, most people remember that Romans comes next and 1st and 2nd Corinthians, but they get tied up right here trying to remember the order of these books right here. And now I don't often share this with boys that I teach in my class because then I lose them. But um, one of our good kids ministry friends, Mark Jones, from Mr. Mark's classroom, one day says, but Maria, you know what I tell our boys next? Then after we drink all that sweet tea, then we have to go pee for Philippians, you know. And so, you know, I mean, for Philemon. And so then we would just lose them all. So usually I don't go that far. I just go, remember Philemon after that, you know. I usually don't tell the boys that. But that's just a fun way that we can help our kids remember um, the order of those books of the Bible. Um, number 11 right here, again, is just plastic Easter eggs, and you can write with a Sharpie or type and tape on the name of the books of the Bible. You can It's 12, so you can either use it for the 12 minor prophets or the 12 um, books of Paul's letters. It works equally well. Um, this was something that I just did around, I think it was around Valentine's Day, miscellaneous uh, you know, helping them thank Paul's letters, just some miscellaneous envelopes that I had laying around. And I had some little leftover scrapbooking stickers that looked like stamps. So we just, you know, did an activity with that with Paul's letters. So that's a, another way. Again, just looking for lots of different ways um, that we can reinforce that with our kids. All right, this is um, number 13. It's one like for the, the winter time. I think we did this back for January. This is our New Testament scatter game. So you can see it was kind of like a relay where half the team lined up on one side of the room and half the team lined up on the other side. So they just put two pieces of paper under their feet and they just had to start out and the first person skated across the floor and said, Matthew, and they tagged their team member and they had to skate back to the other side and tag the next team Remember, it said Mark, you know, so it's just kind of a, a skating on two pieces of paper just for winter time, just for something different um, that they can do. 14 is a minute to win it game. It's a minor profit, what they call rapid fire, just taking Coke cans. Um, those are tied with duct tape and just a letter, um, a letter label type postage level around it that has the minor profit written on them. Um, we didn't have all that duct tape around, so we had some leftover spray paint. So I've spray painted some some leftover Coke cans and so forth, and we've done that. But I will tell you, they don't last a long time because you know they're so thin now. The aluminum cans are so thin. But after the kids stack it up in order of the books of the minor prophets, then they get to knock them over with a bean bag. You know, so they have they have fun doing that. So that's just kind of a, a minute to win it to see if they can get them all stacked up and then knocked over within a minute. Um, 15 is our minor profit 
um, ping pong game. Just uh, got these at a yard sale, but just the little 12 cup mini muffin tins and used ping pong balls that we wrote the names of the minor prophet. And so they just stand in a bowl to the side and the kids see how fast they can put the books of the minor prophets in order. Um, with our older kids, sometimes we've had face-off where we've had two sets, so it's kind of like to see who can be the last man standing, have two sets, whoever can put the minor prophets in order the fastest they get to remain standing while the next competitor comes up and then just, just take turns doing that. So that's a fun thing with some of our our tweens and students that are working on their, their books of the Bible. You may or may not have seen this with Lifeway. It's 80 um, cards that are books of the Bible, flashcards. And you said, well, I thought there were only 66 books of the Bible. Well, there are only 66 books of the Bible, but they've got some neat session headers where you can play games that have them listed out by division and then Old and New Testament. So they have different activities. We use these a lot for relay races, uh, for our kids, for early arrival activities as they get to church where they can go ahead and start sorting maybe the books of the Bible that they've learned so far. Maybe they only learn through the book of poetry, the book's poetry, so they go that far. Or perhaps they've only learned Old Testament or New Testament. But I don't tell them what these really fun-looking colors are. Does anybody, anybody want to take a guess what these fun-looking colors, if there's a significance to them? They're color-coded by divisions. And some of our kids will work forever on that, and then one of them will just walk in and go, oh, we got to sort them all together because those are by division, you know, um, and, and see how long it takes them. So that's a, a fun way for our kids, especially our younger children, to because they can sort by color first and then work on putting those books of the Bible in order. Number 17 is a <coughs> don't break the ice game. Uh, and what we've done here is written one book of the New Testament on each of the little blocks of ice. And the idea is that they try to tap out the books of the New Testament in order and get as far as they can before they crash onto the table. So they would start out tapping out Matthew and getting that tapped out and then look for Mark and tap that out. So it's just a, a fun way for them to review their New Testament books of the Bible. This is a downloadable on Pinterest that we have. Uh, a downloadable that we have on our Pinterest board where you just deal the kids out the different books and they call out and it reinforces like I have Second Samuel who has First Kings so you're asking for the next book of the Bible and just lay it on top of each other in order so like if somebody says I have Genesis who has Exodus whoever had Exodus would lay it on top of Genesis you know and I have Exodus who has Leviticus and then they would lay that book on top so you could create your own or this is a, a free download that that we've pinned on our on our Pinterest page this is one that we used a lot of a lot this summer with our kids we had some kids going into first grade and second graders who were still developing reading skills and these books of the Bible especially our minor prophets can be tough for kids to read those names and to know those names of the books of the Bible so you can see that they're numbered so this is the order of the book of the Bible that they are so our kids who can count we would reinforce it so we'd say look for your number one who's got number one so they lay it down and they would say Genesis and then we'd say okay who's got number two and sometimes we'd have to help them pronounce the book of the Bible but it's a really great um, way to start out helping them um, sort cards in book order for books of the Bible by also having the number now our older kids you know you can just see how fast they can sort those books of the Bible in order again just a, a printable that we've made that um, is laminated 
Then number 20, these are some of our um, stacking cups that we've used at church. You just have to, you can either print out a label and stick it on it, or you can write with a Sharpie. But you can see they're just plastic cups, you know, that, that drinking cups that we do. And they stack a pyramid to see how, how if they can stack all the books of the Bible in order in a pyramid um, shape. We use those, uh, we tend to use those rather than styrofoam. We do have a guy at our church that um, he has a sensory, kind of a sensory disorder, so he can't, he can't touch styrofoam or whatever, so we, we tend to use more plastic cups for that. That's just because they hold up a little bit longer as well as his sensory disorder. All right, here are a few other ones that we're going to go over real quick. Um, number 21 is one that actually our church secretary did a variation on from VBS material this summer, um, and that she said, I thought you might want to keep this after VBS, Maria, because we can use it in our classroom um, at church and keep it with our Bible skill resources. But number 21 is snapped by the turtle. She's got to those large, long large jumbo craft sticks that are multicolored, wrote all the books of the Bible on them, and she had some stickers that were little foam turtles, so she put those on a few extras. So kids are each assigned a division. So like one Wednesday night, we assign, okay, you've got the books of law, you've got the gospels and um, prophecy, uh, you've got um, over here, you've got five of the minor prophets, you've got five more of the minor prophets, you've got five of Paul's letters, so they all had their assignment of the division, they were supposed to just try to find five books in. So everyone takes a turn going around the circle, pulling out a stick. You get to keep it if it's in your division. Like if I have the books of law and I draw out Exodus, I get to keep it. But if I draw out Matthew, I have to put it back, you know, in the cup. But if I, And so continue around, you can play for several minutes as each kids are looking for it. But if you draw a turtle, you get snapped by the troll and all your sticks have to go back into the cup. And so the kids really had a, a fun time playing that. Um, number 22 is a Books of the Bible spinner game. Again, it's just played with cards that have the names of the books of the Bible. But it teaches our kids several Bible skills. On the spinners, written four different things. One is pronounce the book of the Bible because that's a huge thing for our kids learning how to pronounce those books of the Bible. Another one is to what is the book before it? What is the book after it? What is, can you look it up in your Bible? And so depending on what they spend, they have to do that with the book card that they draw. Um, and you can find spinners at teacher supply places. You can find them at Dollar Tree or, or you can make your own. Um, Number 23 is our Books of the Bible floor mat game. This is actually purchased from Mr. Mark's Classroom. Um, his website is mrmarksclassroom.com um, that you can look up. And that mat right there comes with a set of two mats, has every letter that begins one of the books of the Bible. So all the books of the Bible are, re are represented there with those letters that are on that map. So you can play it in several different ways. You can have kids hop out to the books of the New Testament in order so they can start out on an M and find Matthew and then hop again on the M for Mark and look for the L for Luke. Or you can toss bean bags and tell them they have to name of the book of the Bible that starts with that letter, tell you the book before, the book after. So you can do lots of variations. But that's a, a fun way for them to be up and moving around and working on those books of the, um, of the Old and the New Testament. You can also make your own out of shower curtain and laminate, you know, um, contact or laminate type paper. We've done that before. Um, number 24, you can sort, you know, we play Snap by the Turtle, but you can also <laughs> just take the book sticks and you can sort those um, in order of books of the Bible. 
Um, number 25, we d we'll do that a lot for review where we'll just take a bean bag and we'll toss it around a circle for quick review and we'll just say, okay, let's see how fast we can go through our books of the New Testament. We'll circle up and toss it and first person tosses Matthew, the next person catches it, says Mark, toss it to somebody else in the circle, you know, and so forth until we go through the entire New Testament or Old Testament. So just kind of, we'll, we'll do a sample right here and do some of our first books. So if I say Matthew, you say, I'm sorry, Nancy, Mark, okay? <laughs> And look out if you have tea or anything in your hands. <laughs> okay. Somebody else? John. <laughs> <laughs> we do group help. We always tell our kids that what comes after John? Acts. 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 <laughs> Romans. Okay. First Corinthians. Corinthians. <laughs> Second Corinthians. Yes. Okay. We have Galatians and then what? After Galatians. Ephesians. Okay. You want to toss it me? Philippians. And usually our kids, I'm surprised y'all didn't, um, you know, volunteer when they hear a first. They go, oh, I want it next. I want it next. But it's the second, you know. It's amazing the volunteers we get with first and second Corinthians, first, second, third John, you know, those, those, they'll, they'll volunteer to be the next one. Um, and of course, you can take books of the Bible cards like these, sort them by division, have your kids sort them out divisions. And kids learn well the books of the Bible, song to music, and there's some great books of the Bible, song to music. So a lot of the lot of books in the back of it is mm -hmm. a CD, mm -hmm. and it has it, and that's what a lot of our kids learn it with, and, and they learn it by that. So when you do a Bible drills, they're up there singing it, mm -hmm. and, and they do, you know. And, and I'm kind of like, whatever helps them remember it, you know. If they can remember it that way uh, with music, we've got there's several great songs that are out there for our kids to learn the names of the books of the Bible. Then here's some for 27 ideas for Bible verses. So maybe it's your verse of the week, or maybe you're working on this verse for the month to reinforce that scripture verse for the kids. Uh, 28 was um, 28 and 29 were kind of two that we developed for kind of March Madness. You know, during March, um, focusing on basketball a little bit just to to do something a little different. So you can just see we just put tape, painters tape on the floor, and they had to bounce it back and forth. And say, you know, if we were doing John 3, 16, 4, and they would bounce it over here, and the next person catching God, and they'd bounce it back. So, love the world, you know, and so they would just go back and forth working on and reviewing that Bible verse. 29, I just took and went down into our preschool resource area, used die cuts, cut out some basketballs. You know, I think we had them left over from BBS. Um, and and we just cut out those orange basketballs out of cardstock and wrote some of the, you know, one or two words of the Bible verse on them, and the kids put them in order. 30, um, and we're gonna, we're gonna do this in class, so I need, um, I need some volunteers. I need three volunteers for each side of the room. So y'all think who's going to be my three volunteers on this side and who's going to be my three volunteers on our side. And because we're out of space, y'all looked out. They had to do a relay race last week in Jonesboro because we had room to do a relay race. Y'all just get to bend over and pick them up. Um, but you have to snap the verse together. You have to create something with your Legos, but you have to put the verse in order while you do that, okay? It's a fairly familiar verse, so I think that you will be able to do that. All right, so do we have our three volunteers over here? Yes. All right, we have our three volunteers over here. All right. They're, they're going to get a head start on y'all. 
needs to read number one and then they'll toss it to somebody else and they'll read number two. So I'm going to toss it over to this side of the room. And they said, okay, toss it to somebody else. <laughs> Believe in the Lord Jesus. Okay. <laughs> and you will be saved. Okay. Nope, we still got some to go. <laughs> you and your household. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's okay. We'll roll it to you there. So, number five. Acts 1631. Okay. So, see, you can divide it up however you would like um, to do that. And, I, and I've had that for probably two or three, four years. Um, you know, but we can pull it out and review those Bible skill verses. This was a fun craft to do with the kids. It was just taking a light um, switch cover, which are usually 30 cents ish at Walmart. And the verse we were learning was Proverbs uh, 56.3, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you, you know, or what time I'm afraid, I'll trust in me. You know, that's what I learned as King James growing up. Um, but, you know, so the kids have it when they're turning out their light at night, you know, or they can say it each time going in and out of the room. It makes it easy for them to learn. Um, number 34, these are, um, this was Matthew 28, 19, and 20, which is, Two verses, so it's a longer passage for our kids to be memorizing. And it talks about, you know, what does Matthew 28, 19, 20 say? Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things. Okay, and so we just took, right there, we just kind of took the world map or, you know, a map and cut it apart and put two or three verse, words of the Bible verse on it, wrote it on it, adhered it to some cardstock and laminated it. But just for something different. You know, you can do it on some um, index cards, but we just try to, you know, make it look more fun for the kids. Yeah, just something different. You know, where it looks like something different other than just using index cards every single week. Um, number 35, um, we did it in a couple different ways, but this is one of the ways we reviewed it um, this summer with some of our younger kids. We kind of did a hopscotch where they did trust in the Lord with all your heart um, and do not lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So they got to hop it out in order, you know, and let all the kids go through that. So you can make kind of a verse hopscotch. Um, if I had older kids, I was working with younger kids this summer at my church teaching class, um, so I put, as you can see, up to four words on that. Now, my older kids, I just put one, <laughs> you know, because I want to challenge them a little more, make it um, go a little bit longer. Um, 36 is another fun craft and way that kids can go home and work on their verses. This is just like a cheapy frame from the Dollar Tree, and we just put, like, some scrapbook paper or colored paper behind it. The glass serves as a dry erase surface. So you just write on your verse with a dry erase marker. So this is great for families to have at home set up on the kitchen table, kitchen countertop, and the families can go over and review the Bible verse during the week. Um, so that's just a, a fun um, way for us to reinforce those crafts at home um, with our kids. Number 37 is just conversation type sticky notes. Um, I don't know about you, but when I walk, as a kids ministry person, when I walk into Walmart or I walk into a store, you know, I just see things and they make me think about games, especially Bible skill games that I do with kids. So, 
This was Proverbs 15.1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Because that was the KJV version. It just made me think when I saw those conversation bubbles, you know, our words, what we say. So I had the kids do that over there. I just have some sticky notes on the wall over there. They're flower shaped. I found them um, and, and wrote one or two words from the verses on that. So sticky notes are just really quick Bible skill game ideas that you can make and put up on the wall. And there's so many different shapes and colors that we can use um, to do that. Number 38, um, I think I did that for um, God created the, um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Um, That was kind of a summer fun one. 38, I just found those shells at the Dollar Tree. And so I just took a Sharpie and wrote words of the Bible verse on the seashells, and they're stuck up where you can actually see them. But we had sand in there, and so you can just bury the shells up under the sand, let the kids dig them out, and then put the verse in order. Um, 39 was just a very simple thing, but taking one of those old-fashioned spinning tops, let the kids um, see if they can say the whole Bible verse that you've learned before the top quits spinning. So you start spinning and seeing if they can say the verse before it quits. So just kind of challenge them to do that. Number 40, um, over here, um, those are just like plastic <coughs> plates, you know, or paper type plates, disposable plates. And we've just taken bright colored ones and written verse, words to the scripture verse, First Peter 4, 9 for that one. Because uh, that one was um, about show hospitality to one another without grumbling. So, you know, thinking about inviting friends over to our home, you know, so you could use cups or plates for that. So I just chose to use um, plates, and that's just a real easy way for them to put it in order. Um, 41, um, that was a another verse, um, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We did that, that summer, this summer with our kids on Wednesday night. And so we just set up the hallway at church, and I turned out the lights. Set, you know, we got security lights, so it didn't really make it as dark as I would have liked, you know. <laughs> but we had the security lights. And I put the, the footprints in order for they had to hop on them. And then they had to choose to use a lantern, um, that lantern or a flashlight, you know. So everybody had to hop on it and say the verses they were, were um, hopping on. It. So it was just something different. Our younger kids really had fun doing that. Um, so they took great deliberation deciding whether they wanted to use the flashlight or the lantern um, when it was their turn to go. It would go uh, with glow in the dark, too. Like yes, it would have, yeah. And so if I had thought that quick, you know, <laughs> to do that um, th- this summer. Um, 42 um, is just like a phone board or a piece of poster board that you've written the verse on. Or you could do it on your dry erase board um, where we meet with one of our groups. We don't have a dry erase board in that area, so we have to use like phone board or poster board. And you write out the word but leave blanks in it. And so, and you, and you can see you write the missing words on sticky notes, so you just put those up next to the poster or hanging on the wall, and the kids have to figure out which of those words fill in the blank where, you know, where the verse will be correct. Um, 43, um, again, we get a lot of mileage off the verse, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, so we, um, we just took river rocks, I, that's what I call them, but you can get them at Dollar Tree. Um, and use a extra fine tip sharpie and write the words to the verse. And you can just put them out, let the kids put them in order, or you can bury those like you did seashells and so forth, let the kids dig them up and put the verses in order. Um, 44 was one that actually I did several years back in a children's sermon at church. We had to do a Bible skill game for children's sermon time. It was awesome. We had so much fun. Um, so our pastor that Sunday was preaching on John 3.16. So I just cut out um, a map again 
Um, and he was telling a story related kind of the area that we lived in at that time. We live, um, I live, now it's about 20 minutes away, very close to Highway 316 that runs up from Duluth to Athens. And so we made sure that it included that area for the reference 316. We just had a little fun with that. But I wrote the Bible verse, um, two words to the Bible verse, um, created that, handed them out in the congregation before church started. And the kids, um, when it came to children's sermon time, the adults, when they had different words, so we'd ask them to start, and they knew which order they were standing up. So one stood up and said, for God, so love the world. So as they came up, then I had the kids had to put the adults in order to stand before the congregation, and then they said it. And then we just kept it, you know, and we used it as our, you know, anytime we were working on John 3.16 in class, we already had that Bible skill game created, and we could pull it out and use it. 45 is um, pool noodles. Pool noodles can be so much fun in kids' ministry. They're so cheap. Um, my boys were dismayed the first time they saw me sawing apart a pool noodle. Um, I assured them it was not their pool noodles, you know, that I had. But, you know, you just saw them to about one inch, one and a half inch. Uh, and that's just the right size to work right on with Sharpie. The kids have to put the verse in order. These can be great for end of the summer type swimming parties as you're kicking off for some Bible skill games. You know, throw them in the pool, let the kids pull them back out, put the verse in order, um, so forth. Um, 46. We play pickup sticks. Those are just craft sticks that you've written words to the Bible verses on. Drop them on the floor. Let the kids put them in order. Um, and I just usually will do like this and just let them scatter everywhere, and the kids have to do that. Sometimes we'll have relay races with them. Um, but I do advise if you write on them, write on them with a, a good just writing pen. The Sharpie tends to bleed um, on those smaller pens, making it a little blurry and harder to read. 47, we were learning a really long Bible verse about tithing, Malachi 3.10. So I went and found the chocolate coins um, in the store. And um, they don't, you know, it takes a lot to do Malachi 3.10. That's why I wrote like two or three because I didn't have as many bags of coins as I needed. So I wound up writing two or three, four words per coin and put it on there. So the kids had to put it in order that night when we were working on class. And then we let them take home some of the chocolate coins, of course, and, and eat them. Um, so that was before the kids got to take them home um, that night. So we had we had fun with that. But that's a long verse, but kids usually work really hard to make sure they've learned that verse. 48, we saw how we use the plastic cups for um, books of the Bible. You can use them for verses also, just an everyday item we have around the house that you can, can use. Um, 49 is LifeWay's inflatable GameCube. Um, you did not get to see that this week because mine sprung a leak. For, um, I used it last week and I must have hit it with my fingernail or done something and I, I punctured it so it would not inflate <laughs> to bring a shake. But basically, um, same kind of ideas with the beach ball, but it's an inflatable um, cube that's got pockets just like our giant game floor mat over here that you can print out eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper and just insert them in there. So I'll print them out, laminate them, insert it in there, and we can play Bible verse games. Um, you can review Bible stories. You can have questions and so forth. So it's just a fun way. If you want to look at it, Landry Holmes has got one. I saw his in his conference down there. So if you want to just poke in on break and say, I want to see that inflatable cube, he's got one in his classroom. Number 50 um, is Christmas ornaments. So I was going to, to teach a conference, and I went off and left my board and my um, my um, chair sheets right there so I had to run to Dollar General just to find some poster board or something one night 
um, to do one of the activities. And I walked in, it was February, and they still had some Christmas ornaments on clearance. And I thought, I've got to buy these plastic Christmas ornaments. They'll go great for a Bible skill game that we can write those on. So those are just cheapy plastic um, ornaments um, that I used um, you know, for, for a Bible skill game, writing out different words of the Bible verse on. And that one, actually, I um, put little Velcro circles on the ornament and on the foam board in my little very simplistic Christmas tree. And they hang the ornaments in order and attach it to the tree in order. Um, you know, and had the little Christmas gift bag that you kept the ornaments in. But another fun way is you can just string up a line in your classroom, take those plastic Christmas hooks and just let them relay, do a relay race and run up and, you know, hang the ornament to do the verse in order. So that's a, another way that they can, can do that. Um, 51 right here is just taking die cuts again. Um, we have lots of verses that we learn about love, you know, so it's real easy. Or around Valentine's Day, um, if we're learning a verse, this is John 15, 12, that we were learning, and we just die-cut some parts and, and put the words on the verses um, for them to put in order. Again, just, you know, where it looks different, looks fun. 52 is probably one of our tweens and students' um, favorite games, and it's called Roll Six. And so I'll tell you how we play it with the, the tweens and older kids, and then I'll tell you how I have to modify it for the younger kids. For the tweens and the older kids, there's one dice, one sharpie, and either a clipboard or a dry erase marker and a dry erase board. And it sits in the, the middle of the circle. And they have to roll six, and it goes around the circle. And whoever rolls six gets to start writing the words to the Bible verse to see how far they can get before somebody else in the circle rolls a six. So when they start writing, the dice keeps going around the circle, you know, and passing along the other players to see who can roll that six the next. Well, if you roll a six, then you get to snatch the sharpie out of their hand and snatch the paper and start, you know, filling in with yours to see how far you can go with that. So we don't snatch with our younger kids. So the students have fun with that. So everybody has their own sharpie and everybody has their own clipboard. They just have to put it down, <laughs> you know, and quit writing once somebody else rolls a six. But they have great fun with just that very simple game of writing their verse out in order. Um, 53 is verse flashcards. Uh, very simple, yeah. Our idea of just making flashcards with index cards. I talked to some of our kids at church that work on memorizing scripture verses. And they go, Miss Maria, I'll just make up some flashcards at home, you know, and I go over those verses and review those verses. So, you know, that is a method that's been around for a long time, but it works well for a lot of our kids. Um, 54 is um, we were doing this, I think, around Christmas time, so I just made like some gift tags. Um, punched out some gift tags and it has some string to it, but they're just trying to string the Bible verse in order, string the gift tags in order. Again, you can string any kind of shape, you know, clip it with clothespins to a line, any kind that you want to, but that was just one way that we were using for that activity that night. Then, then these are what I call review games. Sometimes we've been learning Bible verses for the month, or maybe we want to go over for the quarter of the Bible verses that we've been working on. Um, 55 is a bingo game. Uh, you can make your own. There are lots of websites that will generate your own template when you type them in. I just found those at a school supply store that were blank bingo templates and made it some different ones. And I put the reference of Bible verses that we have been working on. So if I call out the reference, 
you know, they have to look for it, or maybe I'll just call out the first phrase of the verse and I'll tell them what the reference is, and they have to find, oh, that was this verse, and, and put their little chip on that, or sometimes at Valentine's Day we play with conversation hearts, or Christmas time we'll play with, you know, red and green M&M's, so, you know, we, we have fun, different game pieces that we put on those. Um, 56 is the game of bang, which is similar to Snap the Turtles that we do it with our scripture verses. So they draw, they go around the circle and draw out a reference. And if they can quote that reference to the verse that they're supposed to have already learned at church, then they get to keep the card. And But if they cannot, they have to put it back in. So you just continue to play around the circle as kids are collecting cards. But if they draw the word bang, then all of their cards go back into the box. Um, so again, one that some of our older kids um, enjoy playing. Um, 57, um, game boards from Sunny School material. Um, if you use Lifeway material in their, their teacher packs, um, BBS packs, there's often these game boards that we use for a lesson or for a month. But then, you know, sometimes they just wind up back in those packs of material and they're not ever used again. Those are great. I keep them around. I use them for other classes. It can be great just to sit out and to review Bible stories, to review Bible verses that we've worked on, and you can just modify them and make different review cards um, for those. Um, 58 is one that I did. Um, this was actually sold through Miller Paper Company. Um, so you can just go, I think it's MillerPaperCompany.com, it's their website, but they sell blank game boards that are already, you know, the hard kind that you do Monopoly. So that's kind of a Monopoly format that they did around the edges. And you just go in and fill in whatever you want to review with the kids. You know, so if you want to review books of the Bible, if you want to review Bible stories, and then we throw in different fun ones like you miss church tonight, so you skip your turn, you know, or, or whatever. You know, we, we did some fun little things like that. And, and you can decide what kind of question cards that you want to create um, to use with those. Um, and then, how many of you are familiar with our giant game floor map that Lifeway has? This is a great, fun resource for preschoolers, for children, uh, for you to have in your, your kids' area over here. Um, you can, it's just plastic sleeves right here that you print out, eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper that you can slide in right here. Um, this is a can you complete it game where we give the kids the first part of the verse and they have to find the matching last part of the verse. We have two teams usually and those are the colored discs that you know you just see if you can toss it on that correct answer before the next team does. You can see the Jeopardy, they've got grommet holes so you can use command strip hooks, hang it on the wall in your classroom for review and, and play Jeopardy if you wanted to, you know, add some Jeopardy music to it, you know. Uh, so you can do lots of different things. We played a um, walk on the verse in order where we just mixed up words of the verse. So like, for example, if I had put, typed just one word for each of these, I could just insert them in random order and the kids have to hop on the map, on the game map in order with the words to the verse. Um, so Jeopardy, can you complete it? You can play Family Feud with it, you know, the top responses or the verses that we've learned this month let the team try to see if they can do that you can play concentration games where you have the verse on one the reference on another have them all in random order turned over and if they can turn them over in the correct order they get to keep the verse and the reference that go together um, we've already mentioned the walk the verse in order and um, so those are 
are several different kinds of games and it comes in a kit with a spinner and a bean bag and a game cube you know with, that looks like a die you know that you, a foam die that you can toss so you can use that for lots of different activities in your resource room at church all right now here are some technology ideas this is going to take a little while, but um, if you have a smartphone and would like to, at least if we could have a couple of people who would be willing to, I need you, while I'm sharing about the Bible Draw app, to download an app called Kahoot. It's free um, download that lets you play a Bible skill game online that we're going to play that we set up for our kids just on books of the Bible. Um, lots of teachers use it in their classroom. Um, number 64 is our Bible Draw app, which is a scripture memory app. Um, Georgia Baptist um, Bible Drill and Speakers. Um, that is an app that we have in the iTunes store. Um, people can download it for 99 cents. We have people all over the world downloading it because it comes preloaded with our Bible Drill verses. If the churches and kids do Bible Drill, it comes preloaded with three translations, three different age groups. And it has this really neat feature that lets you add a, a, um, 100 Bible verses to it and we'll let you quiz and review it. Um, so if you're in a Bible study at church, a women's Bible study, and you've got 10 or 12 Bible verses you need to learn, you can load it into that app, but it'll help you review it. It reviews it. Um, one, you pick your translation. Um, two, then you're able to review it. It's put the words in order, type out the words. You can use those electronic flashcards several different ways. Um, ways as a teacher I like it is I can send it out via social media to parents, put it on Facebook. This is our first for the you know month that we're working on with our kids at church. Um, so it's just a, a fun way. And the cool thing is for 99 cents with iTunes, it goes into the family's cloud. I downloaded it after I talked to you, but yeah. I really don't know how to use it. Okay, I will, I will. Very easy, very okay. easy. We'll be glad to, to do that. We'll pick a translation and show you how to use that. All right, so has anybody been able to download Kahoot? I do have it on my phone if we don't have enough. Who's it's got still one? Working on. It's still working on download? <laughs> Did it download for you? Okay, does anybody else have it downloaded? Okay, so if we can have two teams, we'll do a team play, okay? And so if one of you will be on one side of the room and one of you on the other, we're gonna see which team can respond the fastest. Um, so I'm gonna exit out of this PowerPoint and it'll take me just a second to get Kahoot um, up and the internet connected. So we're just gonna take a break from the slideshow for just a minute where I can show you how this works. And it's gonna give you a pin number. Um, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna do the team mode um, right here. So what I did was I just went to Kahoot. It's a website, educational type. People do it also for business games. You know, if you're gonna do business training and so forth, a lot of educators use it in the classroom. <laughs> You go um, to Kahoot's website, create a free user, sign in, and then you can create your um, game. So we're going to play team mode. Now, oh, do we do on. this like as a teacher, a student, for work, or socially? Do what now? It's, it ha it's giving me four choices, a teacher, student, work, or social. Um, I'm sorry, say, say that one time again. So I have four choices that's uh -huh. coming up on here. Okay. And it says teacher, student, work, or social. I just did teacher. Because, okay. Because, you know, okay. teacher. You know, Wednesday night kids mystery teacher. My internet, hang on, let me see. Okay, so hopefully this will do it now. He keeps asking me questions. Okay, so that's the game pin. So to connect to this game that we can play live, you have to type in that number. This is 
a pin number. Once you get the app, uh, it's going to ask you for a pin number. To, yeah, log in.
a lot, even though they're, um, they're those digital natives, I think there's a lot of value for them to learn these hands-on Bible skills. I did it all on PowerPoint and had the Bible verses up there and then when we were taking them home my husband started asking them questions and they really didn't realize it came from the Bible. I told them mm -hmm. there were Bible verses but they did not really connect mm -hmm. it because they did not handle That's the right because they didn't ha handle that physical Bible so yes I agree I think it's very important I think we have to use some of both and you know mm -hmm. but I really do think it's important whether we're telling the Bible story where they're memorizing scripture, there our kids realize where it physically came from. I like this little game we play because they like to play games on their iPads and stuff. Oh, yeah. They can see there's games that are actually, they don't realize that this is going inside oh, their yeah. minds and they're actually learning this stuff. Yeah. We had a kid um, one year, a few years back, um, he came to our class and we were working on books of the Bible, working on Bible verses and so forth. And um, he went to a Christian school. Well, he came home and said, I had a books of the Bible test today. And so I was well, you didn't study last night. We didn't study for that. Wednesday night, you know, um, and so he had learned. He just thought he was going in there to play games, you know, because we were we were playing a lot of Bible skill games, but it stuck with him, you know. He he learned them, and um, then it just came natural to him. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um, Memverse.com is a scripture memory website um, that you can create a free user login. Now, um, this is. Um, really neat. I like how they do it. It's basically, you type out the verses, it creates electronic flashcards and so forth, but they've got an algorithm where it lets you know how often you need to go in and review your verses. So maybe for your ladies' Bible study or your kids have, you know, 10 verses or 12 verses during um, a quarter, or you have it for your Bible study, so you enter those 12 verses. Well, maybe as week one and two, you've got those scripture verses nailed. But it's those ones that were some of the ones midway or toward the end that you really don't have as good. Well, it knows that you know it, you know, because you type them in and it can tell how fast you respond, how well you know. So all of a sudden, you're not reviewing that first verse every single week, every time you log in. You're just reviewing the ones that you've been stumbling on because you have to grade yourself on how well you remember that verse, you know, when you check it. But they'll send you reminder emails to do. So that's just a, a fun thing, um, I think. You know, that some of our older kids have used um, to do that, to memorize scripture verses, something like that. So those are, I went through very speedily in our limited time, our 66 um, Bible skills. But I wanted to ask you any questions that you may have. Um, one thing, as I mentioned, I kind of alluded to it with game boards. But I love just finding Bible skill resources. You know, LifeWay's Forever Doing um, Books of the Bible posters, there were some with BBS material, the New Testament books. These are on the back of pupil pieces where it's just written down by division. And it's on the back of their pupil piece. Well, you know, when we've got some left over in the classroom, I just tear this off the back panel, create a laminate, you know, where I can keep it. So next time we're playing these Bible skills sorting games and the kids are trying to remember which book is in that division, you know, we've got a little cue card that can help them check their work and see if they... Um, have done it correctly or not. So I'm a big proponent for our churches have a lot of incredible curriculum that we just think we're done teaching in a quarter. Let's go through it and is there some stuff like that that we can multi-use. Books of the Bible games, game boards, you know, books of the Bible by division, little resources and so forth. Um, I wanted intentionally, as I mentioned, to leave just a, a few moments before we finish our, our class time together. Do any of you have questions? Because again, I know I didn't give a lot of details and I kind of just blew through these games really quick. 
since I had to get through 66 and a little over an hour. Um, any questions you have? You yes, ma'am. You said you have a Pinterest page? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, most of them are. Um, right now, I don't have some of them because I actually wrote them for Mr. Mark's classroom so I can share them in a conference, but I can't post them. <laughs> <laughs> he has them too, so yeah, Mr. Yeah. Mark's classroom ha has a great one. So you can follow my Pinterest page, or we have a lot under our um, Bible skills because I work with the Georgia Baptist Bible Drawing Speakers. Okay. So there's a, a Pinterest page with about 400 ideas uploaded on that and that's um, our website uh, on this card right here I bought that if any of y'all just want to look at some of the resources and so forth um, that's the the website or you can grab um, the card and it links you direct links you to the pictures page okay. you know so you can just click on it instead of having to to search it and so forth and again um, if you need the New Testament cards um, those are a, a giveaway on my blog this month so you just enter your email address and It'll send out in about 24, 48 hours where you can have the New Testament set also with that because we'll be posting different Bible skill games and so forth where y'all can use those. Yes, ma'am. I will show how I use that. It's not with the books of the Bible. Did what now? I will show you how I use yeah, this. Yeah. In preschool on Wednesday night choir, I'll put little songs like Zacchaeus, Deep and Wide, all those little songs, and cover it up. And they take the big bag and they throw it. Whatever they land on, they get to come up and help me direct it. And Mark Jones on Mr. Mark's classroom heard me refer to it. He he is a big Bible skills person, but he's got lots of things for preschoolers, for kids that you can do with the giant game format. You know, um, there are some really great ideas um, to use for that. But that is that's one of my favorite resources in kids ministry because it just can be used in so many different ways. So game number 13, uh, yes. in the winter time, yes. you had the paper going back and forth. Was that red paper, paper or wax paper? Oh, no, that was just, just paper. Okay. Yeah, on, on carpet. On carpet, because, okay. you know, if you have a hardwood floor, you know, um, they'd probably fall. <laughs> so I don't want anybody, any of them injured. But, yeah, we just put just regular cheap copy paper, and we just okay. skated, you know, mm -hmm. since we were looking for something that was wintry to do something a little different. Um, some of them will do, you know, where you can put verses on paper, crumple them up, and toss them over the line, have a snowball fight, and then pick them up and see who can say those verses, you know, get those points, those kinds of things. So, any other questions on any of the games? It was kind of game related. Yes. If you, um, usually, like, we have, like, 15 kids on Wednesday night, and there's usually that one or two that just, oh, I don't want to participate, I don't want to do anything. Do you have any techniques for trying to involve them without like being like focusing just on them? You know, and, and it's all dependent on our kids' personalities right. sometimes. You know, but um, I y'all probably never have that, but I have some of these overly, you know, who are the definition of all boy plus plus. You know, so I was teaching the other. Amen. <laughs> you know, and as a boy mom, it does make it. But these were even plus plus. You know, in, in this group that I had. You know, and so. One, of course, you know, probably just comes from years of being a mama, being a kids ministry leader. You know, it, it's just trying to know sometimes what their personalities are. You know, can I ask them to be a helper sometime? Can I ask them to come up? You know, of course, we all know keep that. Score. that keep yep, score. Yep, can, can they keep score? You know, um, can they be your assistant? You know, some mm -hmm. of them that works for it. You know, can you come? Because I had one or two, I was constantly calling them, oh, can you come help do this? Can you do this? The other Wednesday night, you know, I'd give them, them a task to do. You know, sometimes if they're not bothering the other kids and I can still do it, I have the tolerance level 
over the years where I can just do that sometime because what I've discovered is they've actually heard what I was doing. Mm -hmm. They just weren't engaging, you know. Um, and so, you know, again, it's just all different personalities. Sometimes, you know, if there's some one-on-one -on -one game, you know, if I have Bible skill games that I can give them and let them review over one-on-one, -on -one, some of them get sensory overload and that can cause their um, behavior sometime or what we perceive as their, their behavior that's a challenge in the classroom. And so just really get to know our kids and, and knowing what works best. And of course, that just takes time, as y'all know. When you talk kids, knowing their personalities, knowing how they learn best. I had one little boy in preschool, and I'm just telling you, he would refuse to do any crap we ever had, you know. And at first, you just want to go, he's not listening to me. Oh, yeah, he's just not listening to me. Well, the longer I got to know him, he just did not like art. That was not his learning style. His poor mother never got a Mother's Day project unless we made it for her, you know. But she knew that about him, that he didn't care about that. So I would just always allow him to continue to play in the block section or some of these other things that had appeal because he was learning, you know, but he just did not like art, you know. Um, I've had the years where I've taught almost all boy classes in preschool, and let me just say, the only time I could get the Bible story in was around the table as they were eating their goldfish, you know, because they were constant motion. Or we taught it in the block section as we were talking about building the church or building the temple, driving to church, you know, those kinds of things. So, again, just knowing these learning styles of our kids and, and, and what works, because it's a challenging time, as you know, for them. All right. Um, any, any other questions that y'all have? All right. Well, thank you very much. These will be up for a few minutes um, as y'all transition out with your break. So if you want to look at them closer or have any questions, just let me know.